Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, when you use code DNVR at sign up, you're going to get some amazing offers like how a simple $5 bet on any winner in this year's NBA playoffs is going to get you 150 in free bets when you pick any winner. That's code DNVR on DraftKings Sportsbook for first-time users. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies post-game show. We did it. We are... Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. I'm Brendan Vogt. And the Colorado Rockies lost on Sunday 2-0. Didn't get very many hits. They went 3-6 and six in their nine-game homestand. They've lost 11 of 16. But we've got a lot to celebrate because we have to. We have to find a way to celebrate when the team is two games under 500. Look, that's not that bad, but it is frustrating. It obviously is frustrating when you have the hot start that they were on 15-11. Didn't get a lot of contributions from Chris Bryant, who was on the IL. He is back now, but still they go one and three since he's come back Saturday afternoon. And the one game they won was not the one that he played in. But small sample size. They're back out on the road. Pittsburgh, Washington. We'll talk all about all of that later on. There was a lot that happened, but let's start off with our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. Easy Austin Gomber. Gomby. He had a good Gomby. outing, I think. I thought he was really good today. This was a this is a really unfair L. And I think part of why we're moving away from wins and losses and stuff that tell you about pitchers. Obviously, the two runs today, one of those was unearned, correct? Um, with, with that error, of course. Or would it have been? Actually, Patrick, you need to help me out on that one. But the two runs yeah, after no, the Gritchick error. They were both earned ahead. because uh, even if it was only a single without the two base error. That's right. That run yeah, yeah, still yeah. would have ended up scoring, but, but that, that kind of touches on it, that a really solid outing from Gomber seven innings pitch, didn't walk a batter, struck out two, didn't give up a home run, got a lot of ground yeah. balls, scattered those seven hits had two double plays to help shut things down. But that was, you know, it's been an ongoing story all season long about this defense really struggling and they played well today. Other than the door right. that got left open from that, Grichuk error out in right field that really gave the Mets a lot of momentum today. It's the difference in this game, I think, with the exception of that play. Good pitching, very good defense from both sides. And, you know, Rockies, Grichuk, you know, they lose focus first. And, and that's the difference in this game. Uh, you know, could have been a double play. The Rockies had a couple of those today. They've been getting them all season, you know, if he's just a runner on first, but that's not how it shakes out. Uh, and then the great play at third base. Uh, 
to, to prevent uh, serving from, from a clutch RBI as well for the Mets. And that's your difference today. You know, one team that's doing another team that's doing all those little things right. And, and the Rockies kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, true. They uh, Gomber did have five scoreless innings against the Mets there to to open the game before that. Uh, those two runs there in the six lowered his course field ERA to two point seven eight in mm. thirteen starts since joining the Rockies. Susie, I, I know the the big quote that kind of came out when the Rockies had acquired Austin Gomber was, "Hey, I'll throw my curveball on the moon." Yeah, we all thought. That's not how altitude works. And yet here he goes. He's almost <laughs> out Kyle Freelanding Kyle Freeland with how successful he's been at home. That is one of my favorite quotes. I feel like if I were to ever get a tattoo, it would reference throwing a baseball on the moon, pitching on the moon. Um, but I mean, it's not not the moon. And you know what? He's doing a great job. He continues to be one of our most solid starters. Uh, it's a shame the guys didn't back him up today, but yeah, thank you for bringing up one of my absolute favorite quotes of all time. That's a great one. So some of the other positive highlights from the day, Connor Joe extended his consecutive on-base streak mm. to 19 games, six longest active in MLB. And, hey, I mean, isn't that the job of the leadoff hitter to, to get on base? And he was able to do that in the ninth inning where he led off, where, where Rockies had that big opportunity in the eighth with runners on first and second. Setting the scene here, first and second in the eighth inning, and you have your best hitter up, C.J. Crone against one of the better Mets relievers in Adam Adovino, who, if you recall, once he left Colorado, he started becoming a name, making a name for himself with the Yankees, with the Red Sox saying, hey, man, if I faced Babe Ruth, I'd strike his ass out. And I thought, <laughs> hey, here's that moment. Let's go, Adam. Let's go, Otto. Let's see what you got. And he, I can't he did believe, strike his ass out. I can't believe the Yankees did him dirty and they made that promo where he – didn't actually strike out Babe Ruth um, uh, that I feel like they did him dirty. I think Adam Adovino would strike out Babe Ruth. Wow. Hot take from Susie Hunter. You know what? Hot it's take. not that hot of a take. Cause I put a poll on Twitter earlier today and like 67% of the people who voted are on my side. So and in, in, in completely unbiased and scientific poll from Susie, we've yes. gotten to the truth. I'm, I'm nothing if not thorough. Right. <laughs> yeah. Otto got Crone there in that spot. Uh, and then Joely Rodriguez, who we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, we're going to talk about a Mets reliever. But again, it mm -hmm. has everything to do with Coors Field and all the shenanigans that went on this weekend. Jonathan Daza, he did extend his hit streak to 12 games on Saturday, the second longest of his career. Unfortunately, that did get snapped, but he walked in the first inning. And so he now has an 18-game on-base streak. Still alive. So, again, you got the top two guys in the Rockies order. Daza does bounce around a little bit uh, top to bottom of the lineup, depending on if Charlie Blackman's in there. He had the day off on Sunday. So those two guys playing really well. And, you know, you you got to like that aspect of the Rockies offense is those two guys are getting on base with Chris Bryant now back and CJ Crone as one of the hottest hitters in all of the National League. Time to start talking about him as an all-star for 2022. I mean, this offense looks a lot more potent and, and looks to be able to withstand some of those Coors hangover effects that can happen when they typically go out on the road. Love the Coors hangover. Can't wait for this road trip. <laughs> yeah, on Saturday. I'm a little bitter. Maybe I need, I need to drink some water. <laughs> On Saturday, the Rockies and Mets did split a doubleheader. Mets won the first game, 5-1. Rockies won 
a lot larger margin, 11 to three. I thought it was interesting. And, and this was something that was, you know, pointed out yesterday with the big snow out, the rain out on Friday. We thought, shoot, they might not even be able to get this. The first game in on Saturday, they were, but everyone seemed to talk about like every time the Mets come to Colorado, there's always bad weather of some sort. And that's happened a lot. In fact, the Rockies and Mets have played 11 doubleheaders. That's that's the most doubleheaders the Rockies have played against any team. And coincidentally hmm. enough, they are 11 and 11 in those doubleheader series. This is such a Patrick Lyons fact. It's crazy. Hit patty stats what a, they're ahead, called patty it. stats. Yes. We need it. We love a patty <laughs> stat. I feel like the Mets have just brought bad weather with them everywhere they've gone all season. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. It's true. I was right this weekend. I uh, just going circling back a little bit to Patrick's comments about the lineup. You know, I do think there are there are reasons to be hopeful. Like you said, you've got guys coming, getting on base, Chris Bryant coming back. And even today in that eighth, we saw um, that effect we talked about with getting Chris Bryant back, even though he hasn't been at his best, they pitch around him, they get a walk, you, you know, you, you get CJ up in a nice situation and he can't come through, but some of those ripple effects that getting your big bat and your big name back has on the lineup. Um, man, that eight, that at bat, there was a slider that Crone was sitting on and he just missed it. And I've been thinking about it for an hour because he would have hit that thing 460. Uh, and we would have gotten to tweet some more memes from the DMVR Rockies count, but uh, mm -hmm. did not shake out today. Did not shake out today. And that would have been huge because they would have gone four and five in the homestand. And I think yep. going into this week, while four and five means you're under 500, you would have said, okay, that probably means you take two out of three from the Royals. All right, you want to get three, but you can't You can't lock in a, a, you know, three wins there, even against a bad team. You said, eh, you're probably not going to be able to beat the Giants. You're probably not going to be able to beat the Mets. But you, you could. You could maybe take two games from one of those series, and right. five and four is like hopeful. Four and five is okay. They go three and six, so that is obviously very much a notch below, but they are going out on the road against two teams that are struggling in Pittsburgh, three there in Western Pennsylvania and four in DC. So you got to, this is a time where going four and three on the road is going to be critical three and four. Okay. You can take that. But right now the Rockies have 17 games in a 16 day span. And that of course, uh, is you know compacted by the doubleheader on Saturday, so they don't have an off day until June sixth, uh, and and we might not necessarily get to it in today's sure. show, but with the use of Ty Block and Ashton Godot, the long relievers, on Saturday as somewhat of a bullpen game, and, and Antonio Senzatella on the IL, hey, they are going to need a a number five starter here at mm -hmm. some point to figure a couple things out, especially with there not being any off days. So, you know. Vote, you pointed out the the offense and, and how it's kind of rebounding and trending upward. I think the bullpen is trending upward. Daniel Bard at the beginning of the homestand, not so good against the Royals, choking up uh, the, the lead there on Sunday. Not so good on Monday against the Giants. Does come back and uh, ends up getting the save, I believe, there uh, in game two. And Tyler Kinley, uh, podcast favorite, he's been looking really good as well, uh, all season long, really. Tyler Kinley has been incredible, and he also has not given up a run the entire month of May. Let's go. Like, that's incredible. Um, yeah, for the season, he's scoreless in 16 out of 17 outings, um, and he's got a point. 
3.59 ERA. It's the lowest by a Rockies reliever through their first 17 appearances since Adam Adovino. Oh, wow. Look at that. Fun fact. Little full circle. This is so good for your brand, Susie, that he's not just playing playing well. This is just. Tyler Kinley is successful. I feel like I am successful. This is great (laughs) for my brand. Um, And I'm so happy that we are just getting good stuff out of him. I'm hoping that D-Line Co. Is, is watching because we could use a shirt that says, when Tyler Kinley smiles, the world smiles with him. <laughs> Are we doing units on that? that one for us. Are we doing units on this one? He's not going to make that one for us. I don't think so. Okay. All right. No, Looks no, like- no. We got to do, do Tyler Kinley in a presidential seal, um, something like that. I can I can only do words on a shirt. I I don't have the I don't have the ability to to draw up things. So if I'm gonna make my own little micro batch, that's the first one. I'm trademarking that one. One of these ideas Eric, that I come up with, I'm I actually gonna Eric follow through on. <laughs> I think he's the one who draws. <laughs> hey Patrick, I don't want to ruin your flow here as a host, but I, I've been sitting on a question I wanted to ask each of you. Ooh, Thus far, would you say this Rockies team is overperforming or underperforming? Because I think there could one could be of different minds on this particular question. It's kind of neither here nor there, but I think it's just fun. I'm curious for your perspective on this start to the season that is in some ways both better than expected and in others painful and frustrating. Hmm. Okay. I am like, the, you've, you've shaken me. Definitely, <laughs> I feel like maybe the Rockies were overperforming a little bit at the beginning of the season and, and it's maybe, catching up with them i don't know patrick can you throw me a throw me a lifesaver here <laughs> no i i think you're kind of spot on uh if in a weird way i think they've i think they've almost been worse than mm-hmm. expected despite the fact that their record is better than what i would have expected mm-hmm. at this point because you know the offense has you know probably been where you know, we expected it to be starting rotation has been where we expected it to be bullpen. You know, while it started off otherworldly for like the first week plus of the season has come back down to earth and, you know, maybe has been a little bit worse than, than I would have you know thought it, it's going to be over the course of the season. But the number one outlier uh, above anything else has been the defense and the defense right. has been really, really bad. Um, right. Even it's base stealing. Yeah, even base stealing, I think, is a little bit too. I think the base running has been fine, but you know they only have seven stolen bases this season. Yeah, it's it's the lowest amount in in Major League Baseball, and uh, you know something that I I want us to get to is is this idea that we are at the the quarter mark right now, uh, where we're we're forty games into the season. Rockies are nineteen and twenty one, right? Forty times four is one hundred and sixty. One hundred sixty two. We're we're pretty much there. Quarter life crisis, uh, as Susie was was uh, yes. describing in the press box, and so. You know, record versus expectation, it's probably been, you know, where you would expect Diamondbacks have, you know, have been a much better record than I would have thought. Here's something. How, how about this? Chris Bryant, right now, he has zero home runs. Well, for a quarter of the way through the season, let me multiply that by four, carry the one. Do we think <laughs> we get zero home runs by the end of the year? I'll take the over on that one, right? I would take the over. That would be, I would riot in the streets if Chris Bryant hit zero <laughs> home runs the whole season. But like, yeah, we're way overdue. It feels like it. If, and that's the thing. There are all these different factors. It's it's a bizarre Rockies campaign so far. Like in some ways they're due. Uh, in some ways there's a lot of 
sort of bad luck. Some ways they're overperforming, but I agree with Patrick's ultimate point about the defense. Like, Given, sure, you know, we know what the win total was coming into the season. We're not talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers here, but even once you strip that away, there's still this like, oh, there are a couple of series or games or innings that absolutely could have swung their way if they just tighten this thing up. And so there's a baseline of competitiveness I've seen from this group. You think if they just sharpen things up a little bit, um, this could even, you know, this record could be even better. So it's unfortunate. It, it sort of feels like because they've played worse and yet their record is probably a little bit better than you would have expected. In fact, if you look at um, run differential, they should be a lot worse than they actually are. And you go, well, wait a minute. They have had a lot more home games than road games. And so I mm. think that's kind of the the calculation on that. And James here, of course, in the in the chat asks if Dinger has under or overperformed. I know Susie's going to say overperformed on on that one, and and that that's a, almost a whole show in and of itself. <laughs> I already come. I'm in the comments on YouTube. I am like doing so many things at once. Dinger has been a freaking star this season. Always make sure to sneak up on me in the press box, which reminds me, I still haven't posted my daily Dinger for today, but I will. I will. We're waiting for it. The I know. Are uh, Digger got mad at me yesterday because I well I, I was busy catching a moth in the press box and like he he was already up here and he was like standing at the window and he was like tapping his watch and because Dinger of course has a watch um, but Dinger was <laughs> his little hands on his hips um, he was heated I was like I did not know Dinger could get mad and I brought that out in him. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if, if uh, Dinger ever makes any appearances at local bars. Maybe Bernie does. If maybe does does Bernie? Do we know if he'll he'll be there? If if the Avs are on the road, he might. Because I know we're gonna have some amazing watch parties down the corner of Colfax, New York. Always popping off. I think uh, by the time you're listening to this, some of you. I mean, Monday night, right? That's that's the next. They're they're on a perfect every other day kind of schedule uh, that that you can bank on. So you know you can bank on us. Uh, at the DNVR bar and with your membership. Of course, you get a member-sized beer, that Mega Pond, a Breck Brew, or whatever you want, really, that's on tap. You get price breaks for any of our tailgates and party buses. You get access to that members-only Discord. Extra raffle tickets when you're at those watch parties to win some free gear. And don't fret if you're not a member already. It's only 50 cents for your first month at the DNVR.com. And you know what? If you're ready to go all in, you can sign up for an annual membership at thednvr.com and get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. NBA playoffs is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook. I think that's still going on. Can't exactly confirm, but if DraftKings is saying it, I, I guess they're doing the basketballings. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook still, still sport. happening. Yep. <laughs> still, you can confirm that the basketball guys got it. Yeah, it's still going. Yep. All right. All right. Now turn back into ba uh, baseball vote. All right, okay. Back. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, has a really cool offer for new customers right now. Where a simple $5 bet on any team to win, favorite, underdog, your choice, right? Could maybe go with the favorite at home. You get $150 in free bets if they do win. You can also combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout with those same game parlays. And the cool thing is right now, uh, right now with the same game parlays each day with three or more legs, they're going to give you $25 back if one of those legs doesn't hit. Hedge your bet the way to live your life. Take it from me. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 any, on any NBA team to win their game. 
and win $150 in free bets instantly when they do. That's promo code DNBR DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Do you want a pick of the week, Patrick Lyons? I need a pick of the week. I need to feel like a winner okay. right now. And I know that you're going to help me feel like a winner. With well, what's our pick of the week here? Well, there are a lot of ways to play Jackson Sportsbook, a lot of ways to win. But one of the easiest ways to feel like a winner in the Colorado sports world is by hitching onto this avalanche train, baby. Let's just keep it real simple. Let's just take the Avs money line, minus 160 tomorrow night, uh, 7.30. They're taking on the Blues. I think they're going to win again. Bennington is out after the Kadri-induced injury. Avs stonks are up. What's bad Avs, baby? Let's do it. Yo, let's go. Yeah, everyone in the press box that has been talking about the abs, they, they just point to Bennington as like, well, look, he's a guy that's done it. Like postseason hockey is a different thing. And we know goalkeepers, when they stand on their head, they win cups. And Changes right now, yep. right now they don't have their guy. So I think that's that's a smart bet. I'm actually getting on that now because that could end up going to maybe minus 180, minus 185. Mm. I don't know. But right now, minus 160 sounds good for our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Let's lock that bad boy down. All right, let's let's also extrapolate our expectations and evaluate the Colorado Rockies. Brian Servin, two home runs in three games. This young man in in incredible. Now, if he plays 60 games, that's 40 home runs. Love him. Got to take the under on that one. I I would agree with you, but man, Brian Servin's start to his Rockies career has been so amazing. It's been electric. Um, I just I'm so stoked for him. And he, he almost ripped one down the line again today. Um, was that the ninth inning? Um, man, I would not pitch this kid inside. He gets around quick, huh? He's got quick hands. He's been ripping the ball to the left field. Uh, but yeah, this has been a fun story. We love our debuts. Uh, we did not think that it would get off to such a magical start. This is fun. Rooting for rooting for Brian Sturbin. He has an infinite amount more home runs than Chris Bryant. Two to That's zero. Right. I, technically, yeah, you can't even calculate yeah. it as a math teacher. Mm-hmm. You actually can't even calculate it. Yeah, so nope. Homer's in his first at-bat to give lift the Rockies up. I think 4-3 at that point. So that, that was the game-winning home run in game two, right? There was a game-winning RBI, mm-hmm. uh, becomes the 10th Rocky to Homer for his first hit, the last since Sam Hilliard in 2019. I know Don Munez did it. Trevor Story very famously did it. Uh, three pitchers, randomly, three pitchers are on that list. That's because they just never get a hit. And finally, they just swing mm-hmm. for the fences. They get one. Denny Stark is one of those guys. I think Armando Reynoso is on that list. So... Uh, that's pretty special. And then in the second uh, opportunity he gets, homers again, a two-home run game. Just unbelievable. Yeah, he made history too. Yeah, the first player to ever have two (laughs) multi-homer game, two multi-RBI homers in the same game for his first two hits. Yes. On Saturday night of a game two doubleheader. (laughs) That predates a Brendan vote baseball podcast that's right it's a real that's a real nba stat i love Jokic, I love but the there's like there's, there's a lot yeah. of yeah first player to score this many points on a tuesday night while this president was in office like oh that's <laughs> i'll file that one away 
baseball so little weird. Of that happening. Little of that happening. But also, the only other Rocky to have a home run for his first two hits, Trevor Story in 2016. So mm-hmm. just simplify in that in those terms. That's really great. You know, the Rockies, just like most teams in all, in baseball, they're just looking for defense, just looking to for a guy to go out there, learn the pitching staff, handle that core, starters, relievers, you name it. And whatever you get offensively is just gravy. And like Vote said, you know, nearly had himself uh, a nice little RBI there uh, to left field. Did have a hit in the fifth inning when they were trying to get a two-out rally going. Didn't work out. So a really good start at the plate. He can kind of breathe because that's something that a lot of guys will will stress over that first hit or that first homer. Right. He's already gotten all of that out of the way. Did get the ball back too. I don't think he decided what he's going to do with that baseball just yet, but that's uh, it, that that's a wonderful story that that came out of this entire weekend. Yeah, no word on what he's going to do with that ball. No word. We haven't gotten a chance to talk to him about this yet on what his favorite serving-related puns are either. And MLB got in on the action too, right? They, I mean, you can't not. Yeah, so uh, the Rockies were the uh, free game of the day on MLB TV, apparently. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, they were serving up some puns. There you go. Serving up free baseball. Is that what, what do they have exactly? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know what, guys? I think the Nugget Show just started. I'll be right back. See you guys. Later. Are they doing a G League round two draft? Uh, you got to get back to that, huh? <laughs> that's right. Yep. What are the Grand Rapids Mad Ants going to be doing? Okay. Um, here, here is a random fun fact. Uh, I real, I realized. Oh yeah, you already know what I'm going to say. It's a fact. It's not a fun fact. That's right. But I yeah. realized listening to Buck Showalter, I, I had a couple minutes. And I said, let me just listen to this guy, and he talked trash about University of Texas, which was really funny. Once he got his baseball stuff out of the way, and uh, it informed us all about Mississippi State and Texas A&M. He's he's a good old Southern boy. But I realized that of all 30 managers in baseball right now, they're they all go by like their initials or their actual first name, or just some kind of abbreviation of their first name. Like, it's pretty common, except for two. Both those managers were at Coors Field. Harry Ralston Black, a.k.a. Bud Black, and William Nathaniel Showalter, very highfalutin, Bud Showalter. That's a pinky-up kind of name. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Do you know how he got his, his nickname? Oh, tell us, Patrick. Teach well, us something, Patty. We were just we were discussing it with uh, Doug Marino, who like he he does, he he has my job. Like that's the job that I'm gunning for. The random fact guy that just writes notes for AT&T Sportsnet. And we were kind of going back and forth. And and he's from New York. He grew up as a Mets fan. And he was like, well, I got to know what Buck's real name is. So we figured that out. And he's like, well, where did the nickname come from? And apparently, I guess when he was in the minors, he would just walk around naked all the time. So his no kidding, was Buck. So you'd be buck naked. No. Buck show right is this a real anecdote, <laughs> Patrick? Yep. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah. That needs to be much more widely known. That's a I great know. nickname origin. Why is this new information? That's I, awesome. I'm shook right now. The question is, is every buck get their nickname from that? Unless you're a hunter. I mean, how else do you get the nickname buck? Hunter? Or hunter. something to do with a buck knife? Hunter. No matter. Yeah, no matter where it comes from, I'm just glad that he has grown out of that. Do we know that for sure, though? Have we confirmed that? I mean, I didn't see him walking around naked at Coors Field, so. Good point. 
By the way, we got uh, because I was watching that that Mets broadcast today. Got some neat insight. Uh, Walker backed up third in the was it the second or third inning on the one near error of the day for the Mets or even mistake you could say that would have been a run for for the Rocks. Um, Walker backs up third, makes a nice play. Mets broadcast did some teaching. Apparently, that is a huge huge thing for Buck. Um, and he will, if a pitcher does or doesn't do that correctly, he will make sure everyone in the dugout notices. So just thought that in a, in a game full of great defensive plays, that was another near moment for Colorado that, that went the Mets way. Yeah. You take care of the little things, the big things take care of themselves, right? No plays occur on the mound. So find a spot to go, right? right. That's why you back up. Right. Yeah. Buck and, and his team every day, he comes up with a different, statistical anomaly, not statistical anomaly, as, as a loophole in the rule book. Like he'll bring something up like, did you know this? Or did you know mm. that? And you could do this. And that's actually come into play for the Mets a couple times where we actually saw uh, a play overturned, a really good play by Brendan Rogers. The runner was called safe. And I thought, and you know what? I don't know if a better second baseman, you know, maybe gets to the ball slightly better, maybe gets a little bit extra oomph on that ball. But nevertheless, it gets overturned on Travis Jankowski, a left-handed hitter who's already two steps closer to first base. But it does get overturned. And something that Buck brought up that ended up being a factor in a game later on was when a team a team has to sit, you know let the umpires know they want to play reviewed. Well, if another play happens before that, you can't go back in time. So basically he said, getting a rundown, making out on the bases to erase any doubt. And that's exactly what happened where a runner on first base just said, I'm just going to go to try to get picked off. And then now you can't review that close play at the plate. Maybe the runner was safe. Maybe the runner was out. But if he was out, a run comes off the board. If you go ahead and make yourself out, now that run is guaranteed to be there. So those kind of smart little heads of play are something that, you know, the Mets definitely do practice. And, you know, that's that's why they're in first place in the the NL East. So that that was a really good anecdote there. It was nice to see Starling Marte come back. Oh, my um, God. That was another one of those heartwarming moments, wasn't it? You know what? This was one of my – even though it was not a good moment for the Rockies, I think that it was a really good moment just in general for <laughs> Starling Marte. Um, so he had just come off the bereavement list. He lost his grandmother, who basically raised him because his mother died when he was very young, when he was, I think, about nine years old. Um, so his grandmother passed away almost two years to the day that he lost his wife unexpectedly. So he has just been through so much. I feel I just oh. feel for him so much. Uh, but the first pitch he sees since coming back from bereavement leave hits a home run. I'm like, I can't even be mad about that as a Rockies fan. Baseball has a way, right, of just feeding you those moments, probably more than than any other game. Yeah, yeah. Buck, Buck, I think even said after the game, it was like, yeah, it got me choked up, brought tears to his eyes, because, yeah, the, the connection that the, these players have, and and you know, it's in a moment like that we realize, like this, you know, you, you get to have fun when you're down on the field and do all those things and work your butt off, but you're doing it for your family, and that's that's mm-hmm. like that reminder, kind of, you know, very much front and center. So. Uh, that that was a cool moment to see for sure. Uh, it was cool to see CJ Crone hit another home run. He he uh, has 11 now, tied for most in the National League. If we multiply that by four, <laughs> 44 home runs, over under, just right. I'll take the under on that. We haven't seen 44 in a while. Well, I might say just right. <laughs> Ooh, okay. 
I'll give you. I'll give, awesome. you I'll give you. I'll give you a two homer window. I'll give. I'll set it at forty two. If it's forty two or higher, I'm gonna say you nailed that. I uh, I'm I want to put that out there in the universe. I don't know how likely it is, but let's let's put it out there. He is such a presence at the plate. Just, I mean, he's huge, but he's just got one of those. He's just one of those lefty sluggers. It just, you know, you just get that feeling when he comes up to plate. Like this is, this is a home run or a hard out or a strikeout. But again, he's aesthetically one of the more pleasing sluggers in the game right now. Uh, love to see him hit him, and love to hear that he loves to see it just as much as we do. Love that line when he said that he was just like, "It's never enough." I love homers. We're like, we love your homers too, CJ Crone. We love them so much. We feel his, the same way. And his batting stance is that like aesthetically a pleasing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like in, yep. in a right-handed batter's box, just standing up there, nice and tall, real relaxed. I, I asked him about that if if his stance kind of evolved. And he said, "No, not really. I mean, I think it. I think it has just a just a little bit. But opening yourself up allows you to have two eyes on the pitcher rather than just the one. So uh, it's it's been really effective uh, for his career, especially since he's hit Colorado. And if you want something effective to help you sleep better, you got to check oh, out those Ripple Dissolvables. You know, you can make anything into an edible because of this flavorless and dissolvable powders. And the science does support it. Right here at CSU." Uh, in, in Northern Colorado and Fort Collins, they've published this in a peer-reviewed journal. Ripple dissolvables hit harder. That might not be the scientific term, but you know that's what it does. Clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy because absorption happens within 20 minutes each and every time. Now, you can pick them up at any of your 11 convenient Denver metro area locations of Lightshade, Colorado's premier dispensary. It's got something for everyone, casual consumer, connoisseur, you name it, up and down the spectrum. Right now, you can get 25% off non-sale items with code DNVR. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or just visit a Lightshade location near you. And if you get the munchies, hey, don't be too hard on yourself. Head on down to any of Sexy Pizza's five locations. If you want to go down to Trinidad, Colorado, you can do that. They've got a great new location there, but they've got five in the Denver area, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, Park Hill, as well as Cap Hill. It's a hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. If you're a pizza snob, yes, some of those exist out there. I might be one of them, and I'm giving you thumbs up on that. I, I think all of us in here might be pizza snobs to a certain degree. Wouldn't, would you agree to that? Yeah, we're all qualified to be pizza stops as like East Coast elite natively. Yeah, it's actually, it's not really something you opt in or out of. It's just a part of you. And I get really, I get really snobby about my pizza out in Colorado. Yo, and Sexy Pizza has my blessing to continue operation. That's right. That's right. I'll tell you this. East stamp of approval. And, and I was never, back in Jersey, never... I'm from New Jersey. I don't know if, I, if I've mentioned it on the show recently. This is new People love that. People love it when I point that out, by the way. But I was never at a pizza place before that had a website that I would frequent as much as Sexy Pizza, partially because it's www.sexy.pizza. That's right. I love that handle. Do we know if we've gotten the rights to the dnvr.pizza? Because I'm thinking we may need to squat on that. I would love that. That would be so awesome. That would be lit. Yeah, it, it definitely would. So mention us at DNVR. 
Go to any of those four Denver metro area locations. Not even metro. Straight up in Denver, Trinidad, Colorado. We see you down there. We know you've got some of that great pizza, too. Supporting local businesses. you got to go to the donations link to see how Sexy Pizza can support your cause. So that's fantastic. The bullpen right now, as I said, it's touch and go from time to time. The, the thing that they haven't done well is in these close ball games, keeping it close. That's been frustrating. But right now, the bullpen has together 14 saves, 10 from Daniel Bard, but 14 saves in total over the course of a full season. Since we're at the corner life, we're at the quarter life crisis. We're at that part. That's 56 saves. That would actually be a franchise record. 51 is the record. I don't know if they're going to get there or not. Are they going to continue at that pace? What are we thinking? What they do. <laughs> it's gonna be I'm a not lot. expecting it. I'm it's not. Be a lot of clutched hearts. We're gonna be yeah. doing a lot of heart clutching. I don't know. Tyler Kidley is really good. What if? <laughs> what if he just brings us there? Could be. Well, I'll tell you this: the top four highest totals in saves in franchise history came in 2018, 2017, 2009, and 1995. All of those were playoff years. So if this trend continues, that does suggest, hey, these close ball games are indicative of, you know, close ball games and, and the Rockies are in it because they've they have been in it to some capacity to varying degrees. So there there definitely has been that. I also want to point out that there uh this is more of a fun fact, I guess. Mark Canna, he was a Rocky for about one minute. He was taken in the 2014 Rule 5 draft and immediately traded to the Oakland Athletics. The Rockies typically don't use their Rule 5 pick. So the A said, hey, we like this guy from the Marlins. If you take him, we'll give you some cash. We'll give you Austin House, who unfortunately never debuted with the Rockies. He's from Albuquerque. Pitch for the Albuquerque Isotope. So Mark Canna coming home finally. That's nice. Coming home finally. He's so also... Sorry, go ahead, Susan. You know, it was it's super important that I add. He is a fantastic food blogger. He has a whole food Instagram, and I get such a kick out of that. Yeah, where did he go? Do you, did you find out what restaurants or what places he went to? I didn't get a chance to catch up on him. I took a screenshot of a place that he went on his Instagram story, um, and I don't have that available right now. So look at me being good at my job. <laughs> look at I, that. I <laughs> I would talk more about Adam Adovino because he sat and talked with a, a group of us for about 20 minutes and may have to be for another day. Cause I think we need to, we need to cleanse our palates and, and have a little bit of fun. Cause there was, there were those weird moments that we love that were kind of quirky that I think almost all of them happened on Saturday. Other than Joely Rodriguez, we we've been alluding to him. He was the Coors Field batter's eye gnome. I don't know what you want to call him. He was just sitting out there in center field. Yeah. For like the first four innings, and you're not supposed to be doing that. All of a sudden, you see this bright orange speck out in the in the forest in the batter's eye, and yeah, it's Joely Rodriguez. Just like he's got a chair, he's got bottles of water, he's got his hood up, he's just sitting out there in the sun, just like right in the thick of it all. We're just like, what? What is happening here? It was spitting so sunflower goofy. seeds too. Spitting sunflower seeds. I'm like, I'm not. I'm probably, I bet the janitorial staff's like, hey, um, we don't usually have to do that there, man. Like, that's not really what those rocks are for. We've kept Disrespect. squirrels out of Coors Field for nigh on 27 <laughs> years. Please don't don't be leaving a trail. Please do not do oh, that. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. 
next homestand, there's just going to be critters all over because of those stray sunflower seeds left behind. We're going to have a coarse field possum. Actually, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> we we may Back have to eventually. We'll have to rank our top five baseball stadium batter's eyes that you'd most like to uh, have a vacation in. Because I think Coors Field, you camp out for maybe two, three days. It'll get old. It's up. Uh, yeah, it's up there. Kansas City's pretty humid, but hey, they got the fountains out there. So, you know, you could do a little lazy river action in Kansas City. Look, I don't want to spoil this top five list. We're going to get to that another day. Cause some Susie, other day. Susie, I want you to run down some of your favorite weird moments. Um, so on Saturday, Saturday was so weird. Saturday, um, we had an ump with a hot mic that we could hear in the press box for, for way longer than I was comfortable with. I think a lot of people were rooting for it to stay on. I was not, I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. He was like saying hi to Pete Alonzo. And I'm like, please turn it off. It's so loud too. Uh, but also, uh, during one of those, um, those replays um he kept calling the rockies denver that was amazing denver is challenging the play on the field denver what what kind of trick the name of the team clearly ed hockley has done some of the public speaking training for I, i couldn't think of a Tim something is the only referee I could think of. He was the guy with the cheating scandal. So we won't mess- mention him as far as uh, NBA refs go. But yeah, he kept referring to as Denver. That was that was also a highlight. I couldn't figure out what the problem with that was. And then I had my mode switched up. I was really oh. confused. I was like, what's wrong with that? We're in Denver. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No. I'm a genius. Yes, this team belongs to Colorado. Um, yeah, I felt I was like, are we at an NFL game? This is a weird Broncos game. Very weird. Very weird. Also then- weird. Also weird. Yesterday it was pretty windy. It was a little windy, but uh, a plastic bag blew across the field. I think it made the broadcast, but Garrett Hampson picked it up and he put it in his pocket. And then we caught up with him after the game. So like hours and hours later, and he was like, oh yeah, I just found that in my pocket. I totally forgot it was in there. So <laughs> Garrett Hampson just like picking up trash Picking up litter, loves the environment. What a good kid. He nearly broke the washing machine at Coors Field is really what, what we're trying to say. But he didn't. He, he remembered. It, did you, what a mess that would have been. Brendan, did you see the the uh, the whole wave slash boo situation at Coors Field on Saturday night with the seven-line army? What, what, are, yes. what, is, what were your thoughts on that? I think, I think we live in a deeply divided America right now is what I think. We're and living I in think, a deeply uh, divided podcast right now because this incident was me and Patrick's first fight. We have not disagreed on anything until this moment. Here's what happened. Okay, so and don't don't tip the hand so people know who's with who. Just I, like lay the facts out because we can't agree. And honestly, I don't, I don't know. I've got just as much doubt I'm sure, as you might. Uh, you know what? I am. I'm torn on the whole situation, and like I almost don't even want to talk about it because it it just divided us so much yesterday. I was like, I actually don't know if we're gonna recover because I was mad. Okay, no, but here's what happened. So yesterday, the wave breaks out at Coors Field as it does every freaking game. Okay, so uh, we've got the Seven Line Army. They've got a whole section. It's just like all these Mets fans. It's terrible. So the wave is going around. And whenever the wave reaches that area that they're sitting in, 
all of a sudden you hear a bunch of boos. So the debate is some people think that people were booing the Mets fans for not participating in the wave. And then other people think that the Mets fans were booing the wave. The takeaway is the wave was being booed. <laughs> Stop doing the wave at baseball games. That's the takeaway <laughs> for the love of God. Um, but yes, Patrick and I deeply divided on this yesterday. Second, and... second biggest fight in, in DNVR Rockies postgame history. What's the biggest oh. fight? Oh, that's a joke. That's an inside joke. Past right. That was for Patrick. That was for <laughs> Patty Lyons. August of 2021. Go back and listen. <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's in some old podcasts. Yes. I think I've heard about this, and that's before time. So I this don't one's care. less tense. This one's less tense. <laughs> yeah, it's BS before Susie, of course, naturally. Everything before Susie is absolute BS. Let's just nice. remember that. Remember I don't. I, so we can't. We can't agree on the great boo wave debate what what can we agree on the camo hats what do, what do we think about the camo hats the forced armed forces day celebration thing to sell merchandise but how about just on how they look what thumbs up or thumbs i didn't down. see anyone wearing hats all weekend oh susie ah! susie, <laughs> susie waited 45 minutes to make one joke and she's actually out that's it she's leaving she's done for the day <laughs> i just got fired i still get paid uh, the camo look is not good. It just doesn't look good. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm, I'm not purple. a fan. I like them with the well, purple. It works for, it works for some teams better than other yeah. teams, for sure. But, like, I was watching the Cardinals, and I'm like, what's that doing in there? You know? It just, I don't know. It just feels, it always feels like a weird thing to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. my father is in the Air Force, but we're not a military family necessarily. I mean, there's a couple, you know, a handful of people here and there. But for the most part, we're not a military family, so it feels... In 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 genuine or ingenuous yeah, to, to wear camouflage, even though it looks awesome, it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that for someone else. But I thought the green popped, like it was a brighter shift of green, and it looked it looked really nice. It, it was it was a nice cap. I will say that. I we think yeah, on their own, they are nice caps. Um, in the context of the games, I'm like, I don't know, maybe it feels a little forced. They look good. I'll say this. Here's some good news on some caps that may or may not be green. We are about a week away from finding out what those City Connect caps and jerseys look like. I'm just going to leave it at that. We are about a week away from learning what the Rockies City Connect uniforms are going to look like on June 4th at Coors Field against Atlanta. Mm. Usually they release it a week out. We may or may not know the date already, especially if you're on our members-only Discord. But nevertheless... New caps mm-hmm. on their way. So you have to peep those tweets when it does get released because we will have that on our account at DNVR underscore Rockies. Are you are you segueing me right now? I've never made a segue in my life. Not once. He's never Not done once. it. Patrick Lyons is the king of segues. All right. I wanted to share a new segment with you. It's called Peep Them Tweets, where I picked out a bunch of tweets that I thought were really funny over the weekend, and we're gonna get into them. I hope Kale is ready, our super producer, uh, because I wanted to start out with some tweets from a guy who was at Coors Field all weekend, Drew Smith of the New York Metropolitans. Uh, But he tweeted out at a Sports Illustrated supermodel 
after she threw out a first pitch at a Mets game and said, see you at another game this year with the eye emojis. Um, so this guy is out there shooting his shot and it kind of blew up and some replies to these, these tweets were just absolutely hysterical. Um, uh, so this one is, <laughs> Drew, you raced into that burning building in Brooklyn the other day. It was nothing short of heroic. When you came racing out with two young children on each arm, I was shocked. And then you turned around and ran back in. You're such a great guy. <laughs> so, like, people are hopping in with these, like, great stories. Um, uh, is there another one in there? What did we have? Drew, thanks for giving me the keys to your seven-bedroom beachfront condo. We tried to refuel the yacht as best we could after we used it. Just wanted to leave you with enough gas for your next trip. Um, uh, Drew, thank you for lending me your Lamborghini while you are giving me my three-year-old niece singing lessons. Her Juilliard auditions are next month and she's <laughs> going to crush it. Um, so obviously... Uh, Drew is just a man of many talents uh, and many nice things. So, yeah, everyone's trying to get him with this supermodel. Uh, but then she finally responded, let me know the next time you need a good luck charm. So it's it's on. It's on. I tried to talk to him in the Mets clubhouse today um, and didn't get a chance to grab him. I was convinced that I was snubbed. I was like, oh, because I'm not a supermodel, I'm like invisible to him now. But I was talking to the Vets PR staff. They were just like, he probably didn't even realize anyone wanted to talk to him about this. Uh, they were like, oh, he's just like the nicest guy. And I'm like, listen, we're all Drew's wingmen right now. But I, mean, he... I did hear, so he is planning on responding to this model. Uh, he just hasn't had a chance to yet. He's been a little busy playing three games in like 24 hours. And he was busy clearing off all the snow at, at Coors Field, which was amazing that he got here so early to do that with his shovel. I'm kind of surprised he packed a shovel to begin with, but look, this guy, he's one of the best out there. I'm surprised he had time to help the grounds crew with that because he brought my grandmother to her doctor's appointment also in the snow. Just like, what a guy. Nice. What a giver. <laughs> He's a sweetie. I don't know if she's watching right. this show, but we're doing our part. We're, do we're doing what we can to be Drew's wingman. All right. Speaking of giving, this tweet from MLB has just given us so much entertainment all weekend. So the Orioles' top prospect, Rushman Adley, made his big debut. And this is the graphic they've tweeted with it. It's like he's like a million That's feet tall. He's in terrifying. the sky. And this this has just given a lot of people some material to work with. But a lot of people have been questioning, like, did they call him up to heaven? Like, <laughs> did he die? Like, this just looks like, it, like what is this graphic here? Um, and some people have been having fun Photoshopping their own versions. I liked this one. Uh, there's one of friend of the show, Jessica Kleinschmidt, in the sky, eating a wing. That's amazing. But then, of course, we made our own, too. We tweeted it out. I wanted it to be the thumbnail for the show because we have our own, we had our own big debut. Oh, there's Jessica. There's Jessica Kleinschmidt eating a wing in the sky. Very much alive. But yeah, I liked this one. Brian Servin, our own. Oh, that's debut. perfect. Oh, uh, it's, it's so good. It's rookie catcher. Fantastic. Also a rookie catcher as well. Yes. Like it, it's perfect right there. It lines up. 
Listen, out of all the rookie catchers that debuted this week, I think Brian Servin did the best. And he is not getting the hype he deserves, so we had to make our own graphic. Thank you, Kale, for doing that. Just absolute fire content right there. Yeah, that that's not Super as producer. that's not as ominous as as the Ellie Rutschman one. Definitely not. Definitely it is not. That's terrifying. That one's scary. Especially because he has a weapon too. Like that, that's I can understand the technology that grows a man to ninety times, but also it works on wood bat particles. To all, now that's a, a wep, dangerous weapon in the wrong hands. Uh, but the Orioles, hey, I mean, they've been losing, you know, 100 games for the last decade or so. So I guess they've saved a lot of money to to have such equipment. Yeah, they they got, you know, not roasted, but but somebody out there in, in the Baltimore media, Joe Trezza, kind of pointed out the fact that, you know, they drafted him first overall in 2019. They've said three years to kind of plan this, and they call him up kind of at the last minute on Preakness Stakes Day, like on the day that all of Maryland is covering – the second oh. leg of the triple crown horse race. So that's a good point. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, come on. So, and I've heard some not so great things about that PR. I, but, have, I saw a couple of tweets uh, um, that were, I saw, or I saw a screenshot of like, it was from like maybe May 19th. And it was like, no plans to call him up yet anytime soon. And then like next day, we're calling him up. So 17,000 people were there. Like, that's it. Like if, if you'd have done slightly more planning, because it's not like he just magically got better on, you know, on, on Friday morning when he woke up, like oh, now he's ready. Like he's been, so plan it out, make it, make a moment of it. But he did get celebrated on social media and the way he found out he was being called up was really sweet too. Like everyone kind of like jumped into the the office when he was being told like it. So he was celebrated by the people around him. So that's nice. I don't know. Is that it? That's it. That's all All I got. There we go. Peep those tweets. Excellent. We're gonna, tweets. We're, oh we're, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. We peeped all the tweets that were tweeted and needed to be peeped. There we go. Say that once fast. I I know I can't. <laughs> I right, could barely say it once, and it was just absolute gibberish. Let's do a peep or a pre-peep. We're gonna preview briefly the Pittsburgh series. Let you know who's <laughs> starting. Pre-peep. Chad Cool. He's going against on Monday night. His uh, his old foes or his old teammate, I should say, teammates in the Pittsburgh Pirates against righty JT Brubaker. If you've never heard of any of these names for the Pittsburgh Pirates before, it's okay. Neither has their manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Tuesday, lefty Kyle Freeland against to be announced. I'm thinking it might be Mitch Keller. Nice little prospect that hasn't been pitching well, but still has a good pedigree. And on Wednesday, Pirates will have righty Zach Thompson and Wednesday to be determined. We'll see what happens. Ryan Feltner seems to be the guy that everyone's pointing to. He did pitch on Saturday in Salt Lake City, but only through three innings, only through 39 pitches, 28 for strikes. So if I had to, to put my money down on DraftKings Sportsbook, I would say, you know, I think Ryan Feltner is going to be back because, again, Rockies do not have an off day until June 6th after their yeah. next home stand. So seven games. On the road here, this is going to be – look, there's so much more left of the season, but it would be nice for them to get back on track at least somewhat going forward here on this East Coast swing, which is why we're going to have a lot of post-game shows because these games aren't going to be over that late. So long as they continue to be two and a half, three hours, that's pretty nice. 
Yeah, this game was quick today, just over two yeah. and a half hours. But yeah, we are grinding through a long little road trip. This is we're gonna find a lot about this team, I think, on this road trip. Long season, but this is this could be a real sort of point in the season where they go one way or the other. Do they continue to fight and win more games than than some had expect? Or is this road trip go the way many others have before? And this is really a full crater job. We'll find out, I think. Um, go get these in Pittsburgh. These are winnable games. Yeah. Yeah, head on over to the DNVR.com. We do have an article that dropped on Saturday where Chris Bryant kind of talked about this idea of, you know, when do you push the panic button? Hey, it's too early. What does it look like? You know, been a part of a World Series winning team. We know in 2016 the Cubs got got it done, but they did have a bad stretch in July where they were 12 and 16 amongst, you know, some other rough stretches where they were still able to go to the postseason. So, you know, he's he's a guy that's not ready to hit that panic button yet. He's bringing that veteran presence that he, you know, has credited Ben Zobrist with bringing. He's a much better player than a Ben Zobrist. And so now's the time where he's going to need to start, you know, showing that. Also keeping everybody calm, cool, right. copacetic, you name it. So uh, we'll we'll talk about all of that this week. A lot of post-game shows going down. You know, if it's a night game, 8 o'clock. As soon as the game's over, we're pretty much going to be going live uh, since we will not be there with any you know post-game access and, and whatnot. Anything else in our notes that we got to clear out the notebook here on this this final nine-game road trip? The Rockies go three and six against the Royals, Giants, and the New York Metropolitans. Yeah, we need to clear the notebook. We need to clear this whole homestand from our lives and just start anew tomorrow on the East Coast. Yeah, I was really hoping that they would be able to continue their streak of two, two or more I runs, know. I know. And, and it got snapped there in game one with the five and one. So, but they still got the National League record, which is cool. Second longest streak in all, all baseball. Cool. Four off, right? Four off the major league record. That would have yeah. been fun. So they may have to start another one when they come back for three game set against the Miami Marlins, and then three more with Atlanta. It's fun memorizing a schedule and looking that I'm already planning a trip to Chicago in September. Cause it's like, you gotta be thinking ahead. You gotta figure, you gotta make these moves here going on, you know, real talk. We do need to go to Chicago though. We do need to plan that trip. Hey, Rockies handed out as the giveaway. I think for the game on Saturday, game one, it was like 30% off a Southwest flight. I think Our that D- might've been the giveaway today too. I saw people oh, get okay. little pieces of paper. I think that right, that's a good giveaway. That's a lot better than like a, a bobblehead of a player you don't care for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love you... a bobble. Don't get me wrong, but don't I get also me wrong, love yeah. going places. Yeah. That's fun. You also have to book a flight within one hour of touching this coupon <laughs> and you do have to book it for 2024. Other than that, it's an awesome 30 percent coupon such a good deal yeah non-continental flights only so (laughs) you need to cross a body of water to use this coupe but otherwise it's a pretty cool giveaway that's a pretty cool deal i think so i think so well our deal is on twitter at dnvr underscore rockies i'm at patrick d lyons on twitter i am at the Susie hunter on all platforms and i'm at brendan vote on twitter Make sure you're subscribed to the DNVR.com where you can be a member for only 50 cents for your first month. Hey, we've got some momentum going forward, but you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you tomorrow.